time for the Vintage Truth Podcast with best-selling author and Bible teacher, Jeff Kinley. Hey friends, it is a brand new week and I'm very excited to be back after a little holiday break for the Vintage Truth Podcast. You know, a couple of weeks ago, I returned from a uh, teaching and preaching trip over to the, uh, the Philippines and had the privilege of being in many different churches there and really had the opportunity to speak to thousands of Filipino Christians. And I wanted just to, to, to really talk about that for just one second because of the incredible encouragement that I received from being around Christians who are hungry for truth, who are hungry for God's word. And they're not hungry for truth because they're not getting it. They're hungry for truth because every week their pastors are cooking up and feeding them some of the best meat that they've ever had. I mean, I, I had the opportunity to meet some amazing pastors over in the Philippines in the Manila, Quezon City area, and these guys are solid as a rock. They are committed to the word, and when I got up on the, that platform to speak, every eye in that audience was focused on the word of God. They wanted me to tell them what God says. And I want to tell you something, that speaks so highly to the ministry of those dedicated, faithful men of God and the other pastors in their churches there who are regularly and faithfully feeding them uh, the truth of God. And so it was a privilege for me just to step in. I didn't have to win them. You know, they were already ready uh, to receive the word of God. That's one of the things that we need here in America right now. We need Christians who show up at church ready to hear from God. And God speaks through his word. And when there is a man who stands up and who is prepared and who is ready to explain the word of God and to motivate people and to explain the word of God to people, listen, if you do that, you don't have to have a dog and pony show. You don't have to have entertainment. You don't have to, to be the, the funniest man in the world on stage. Just get up there. Be interesting. But, I mean, get up there and just tell them what God says in a language that makes sense to them. And when you do that, I guarantee you they'll come back week by week by week. And those are the kinds of Christians that we need in America today, people who are showing up in hungry. So I just want to really encourage and and praise God for my my Filipino brothers and sisters who continue to encourage me uh, through the connections that we made on social media. And I pray that God will give me the opportunity to come back there very soon to be with them. All that to say is, you know, when it comes to Bible prophecy, uh, we're talking about Bible prophecy this week because it's Prophecy Week here at Vintage Truth Podcast. And when we look at what's going on in the world today and the state of our nation right now, you know, there is a tendency for people in America to sort of eh, kind of ease off the gas a little bit because, oh, guess what? Well, there's a president and, oh, he, he's sympathetic towards Christianity and we, we're not used to that. You know, our previous president was very unsympathetic towards uh, the, Christ, the, the faith that we have. And this president seems to be very um, pro-Christian. Whether he's a Christian or not, I don't know. But, uh, but, but, but all that causes us as Christians to sort of say, hey, let's let the government handle it for a while. You know, they're going to pass some laws and going to help us out and that kind of thing. And 
we forget to look around at the world and we forget to look around at what's really happening still in our country. Uh, the moral climate of our country has not changed. It continues to decay, friends, and we, can, we are continuing to mirror the days of Noah. And we're continuing to, as a bride, as the church, we're continually uh, slumbering and sleeping. And so we still need to be woken up. And as we look at the world around us uh, with what's growing, uh, going on, we are, the whole world is being groomed for the end times in so many ways, technologically and socially and morally. And we look at the Middle East and what's happening over there, especially with Israel. And we see that we are one missile away from world war uh, or from the nations gathering against Israel, as the Bible says will happen in Ezekiel 38. You know, these things are building up towards revelation. And so we can't take our eyes off of what's happening uh, in the world today. I mean, I read just two weeks ago where the Temple Institute in Jerusalem has already fashioned the Ark of the Covenant. I mean, they've got a makeshift Ark of the Covenant. They're ready to build, rebuild the temple and to start sacrificing again and to bring back that Old Testament type worship. Well, guess what? The Bible says they're going to do that. That's going to happen. And so <clears throat> we need to continually look around and realize that we are living in the end times. And, you know, the great thing about the Bible is that, you know, when you talk about Bible prophecy, prophecy is not just forth telling. It's not just saying, okay, here's what's going to happen in the future. You know, it's just a prediction kind of thing. It's not just that. But part of speaking prophetically is explaining how to understand how prophecy is being shaped and formed around us right now. And all throughout Scripture, what you have from Moses through all the prophets, through John the Baptist, through Jesus, through Paul and Peter, and then ending with John and Revelation. You have them not only telling what's going to happen, but telling us how to understand what's going on right now. And right now, we are living in perilous times. And because of that, we need to speak to those times as to what the Bible says and to be able to discern the times and to be able to say, okay, here's where we are. Here's how we should be responding, and here's what we should be preparing for, and here's what God says is going to happen so that we can tell our world to avoid it. And just like Noah with the ark. Noah spent 120 years building the ark. Why? Because God had told him what was going to happen. He gave him a prophecy. And so we have to understand what the Bible says so that we can tell others what's going to happen. Well, all that to say is that a significant percentage of Americans believe that we are approaching a biblical end time scenario. I mean, some 47% and among evangelicals, it's like 77%. So if that's true, why are we not hearing more about the times in which we're living? Why are we not hearing more about what the Bible says is going to happen in the future? Because when you talk to the average Christian, the average Christian's working knowledge about prophecy typically involves a rudimentary understanding of the fact that Jesus is going to come back one day and some prophetic trivia or tidbits and maybe a patchwork vision of future world events, you know. But but it's still sort of a future fog to them, if that makes sense. It, it's still misty. It's still foggy. You, you can't see through it, you know. And so the primary reason for this is that most pastors simply do not 
preach and teach about understanding the times and about how scripture relates to the times in which we live right now. Now, I'm not saying that they don't preach about relevant issues. They do. But all of the Bible is relevant. And when when Isaiah gave his prophecy or Daniel gave his prophecy, it was for the people right, right then and, and there. When Jesus told his disciples in Matthew 24 about the end of days, it was it was truth for them right now. When Peter prophesied, when Paul told the Thessalonians, all of this was to prepare them, but it was also to help them in the now. And so pastors today, they just avoid prophecy like it's a pothole in the road. You know, it's like, oh gosh, if we hit that bump, everybody's going to hit their head on the ceiling. You know, (laughs) I mean, if we drive over that hole, I mean, people are going to get lost. They're going to scratch their heads. They're going to wonder. And I think there are 10 basic reasons why we don't hear more about prophecy and about understanding the the prophetic times in which we live from pastors today. So I want to give you 10 reasons uh, why I believe that we don't hear more about that. Number one is that the pastor himself doesn't feel qualified to teach on the subject. Now, there are many reasons for that. Uh, First of all, they may be or he may be in a denomination that really doesn't talk about prophecy. You know, he was he went to a seminary or he went to a a Bible college or whatever, and he he just didn't get equipped himself. And so he may feel unqualified to do that. You know, the good news is that there are people out there you can bring into your church that will give a sense of clarity and encouragement and motivation and explanation regarding Bible prophecy. I'm one of those speakers, by the way, and there are many other well-qualified men as well who can do that. But sometimes pastors just simply don't feel qualified to do that. And, you know, some of that um, is uh, is because of their, their lack of education. And there are other reasons as well, but we'll get into those. So number one is the pastor doesn't feel qualified. Number two is that preaching on prophecy actually does require some hard study and, and much, much work. You know, some pastors may get by uh, on Sunday morning on their personality rather than having diligently studied the word. Now, I, I'll, I'll tell you this right now, that if you're a good speaker, if you're a good communicator, man, I'm telling you, you can wing it. You can really wing it. And that's the danger of being a good communicator is that you just get up and just start talking and get people laughing and give them on their side and tell a good story, make them cry and bring in some Bible truth in the end. And maybe get a little, you know, raise your voice, get a little angry to motivate them, scare them a little bit too, you know, and then end on a good, you know, sorrowful note or, you know, something will kind of pluck their heartstrings or whatever. So, but if you're a good communicator, you know, you, you really don't have to depend on the Holy Spirit. But guess what? If you're a man called by God, you better be dependent on the Holy Spirit. And to preach on prophecy and some of the other harder truths in Scripture, you've got to glue your rear end to your chair and t- and open up your Bible and dig in. Because Bible study, as many of you know, is work sometimes. I mean, it's fun. Don't get me wrong. I love Bible study. But guess what? I mean, it's it's brain work. You know, it's spirit work. And it involves diving. You got to get into the word and let the word get into you. And some of these topics require a lot more study than other topics in scripture. I mean, that's just the way it is, right? So uh, we have to, you know, separate ourselves from the busyness of the church, those who are pastors, 
because there are meetings and there's budgets and there's you know personnel and all this other stuff. A pastor must guard his time. And I hope that you have a pastor that is unavailable to you during certain times. That when you call up to the office, his assistant, secretary, whatever, just says, you know, pastor so-and-so is in study right now. And you ought to hang up going, praise God. Because that means that your pastor loves you enough to be preparing for you an excellent meal for Sunday or Wednesday or Tuesday morning or whatever it is. But he's in there digging in the word. So despite all the meetings, leadership duties, and church activities, you also have to study the word. And so some of the pastors um, just simply are not putting in the work. And so they avoid prophecy altogether. But guess what? God has called every pastor primarily to preach the word. So that's number two. Number three, prophecy is sometimes viewed, actually many times, and it depends on your denomination, your church tradition. Sometimes it's viewed as controversial or sensational, and for some, even frightening or offensive, right? I mean, you know, some of this prophecy stuff is kind of heavy. And so there are enough obstacles that pastors face with their congregations without creating more distance between the pulpit and the pew. So in other words, they're like, hey, I don't want to bring up something controversial and, you know, I've got to do meetings afterwards and explain it and all this other stuff, you know. Eh, I just won't do that. Well, if you're not going to do that, then don't ever talk about heaven or hell or God's judgment or, or Jesus choosing his disciples or even radical discipleship itself. Because guess what? You're going to offend people and it's going to be controversial. Guess what? A lot of the Bible is controversial. You can't just skip over those parts. A pastor is called to preach the full counsel of God from Genesis 1 to Revelation 22. So they have to. They're under an obligation to make sure their congregation is equipped. That's number three. Uh, Prophecy is viewed as controversial. Number four, there are divergent views on eschatology or the study of the end times within the body of Christ. So if you're a Methodist or Presbyterian or Church of God or Baptist, you know, or Pentecostal or Bible Church or whatever, uh, you're going to have different traditions, traditional underst- or Lutheran understandings about the end times. Look, here's the deal. Preach, preach what you were taught. Preach your denomination. I mean, study the scripture first, okay? Because you may have grown up, let's say, Lutheran all your life or Presbyterian all your life. You know, the Bible, there's not one single verse in the entire Word of God that tells you to to believe what the Presbyterians tell you to believe or to believe what the Baptists tell you to believe. The Bible is what you should believe. And that's fine if that lines up with your denomination. If you study the Scripture, you go, okay, uh, uh, that's in line with what we believe as Presbyterians. or whatever. Just teach it, though. At least cover it. You know, don't just skip over it. But yes, there are different views. And, you know, if you're a good pastor, present all the views to your congregation. I mean, do the research, do the study. Just say, okay, here's the four views on the millennial kingdom. Here's four views on the rapture, whatever. Teach that. And then go, here's why I believe in a pre-tribulational rapture or whatever you believe. I mean, at least present it and give them evidence as to what you believe and why. Number five. To be too dogmatic or confident about prophetic interpretation can come off as being prideful or even 
cult-like at times. In other words, if you say, hey, I believe with all my heart that Jesus Christ is going to come and rapture the church before God pours out his end times wrath on a rebellious planet. I believe that with all my heart. Guess what? You risk coming off as dogmatic or cocky or like you know and no one else knows. Look, here's the deal. I do believe that. I I recognize that there are other people who believe different things, other godly people who believe different things. But you know what? You can't just say it doesn't matter. You got to believe something. You can't just say, you know, there are different views on this. That doesn't really matter. Sure, it matters. It matters because God wants you to get in the scripture and find out what you believe as a pastor and then to teach that to your people and encourage them to read others' works. That's fine, other divergent views. But, you know, you're not, if you just present what you believe without being a jerk, you're not going to come across as being dogmatic. You're just going to come across as being confident in the Bible. That's all. Really, your confidence is not in you or even in your view. Your confidence is in the scripture. So that's another reason why pastors don't do it. Number six is that to, to talk about the end times requires talking about God's wrath. And some pastors don't want to be viewed as a, a prophet of doom. I, I get that. Negativity tends to uh, empty seats, not fill them, right? <laughs> but guess what? You know, you got to cover all that. And guess what? There's so much hope. In prophecy, there's so much good things in prophecy, so much motivation. Yes, there's a time of tribulation, but there's so many good things, so many healthy, wonderful things in prophecy. So that just shows that that the person or the pastor hasn't done enough study because there's really more good than there is bad, if you want to call it bad, or negative things that go on in the end times. I mean, there's great things that happen uh, if you just get into Revelation. Number seven. Some pastors don't preach on prophecy because they say, well, no one really knows the future, so why dwell on it? And that just comes from a spirit of the age that we live in that just says, hey, you can't really know anything, right? Well, guess what? We can't know every single detail of what's going to happen, but God has been faithful to lay out a great outline for us uh, through his prophetic word in Daniel, in Revelation, uh, in Thessalonians, in Peter. There's so many different places where where God tells us about that. So yeah, yeah, we really can know some some of the, about the future. Number eight, many pastors and denominations do not believe in a literal prophetic p- fulfillment of scripture. Rather, they take a spiritual or symbolic approach when interpreting books like Daniel or Revelation. So in other words, they say, well, it's, it's just kind of spiritual truth that's illustrated, but these aren't actual events that happen. Well, I would just say this. If, if you're someone who believes that, at least preach it. At least, and tell why you've come to that conclusion. And in light of where the world is and Israel in existence and occupying the land, all this going on, really, that's a hard argument to sell these days. But, you know, if you're going to believe that, at least tell them why. Don't just simply avoid it. Number nine is that there are many more relevant things to preach on marriage, handling stress, family issues, parenting, personal problems, having a positive attitude. You know, I know there's millions of things. So you don't preach on prophecy every week. But you do include it in the in the biblical menu that you give to your people. So, yeah, there are other things to preach on. You should preach on those other things, but preach the Bible. As long as you're preaching the Bible, you'll hit prophecy. And then number 10, perhaps for some, they fear that if members think the world will end soon, they'll stop giving financially. You know, as silly as that sounds, you know, some people do kind of run with the idea and go, well, if it's all going to end soon anyway, I might as well just, you know, liquidate my 401k and just travel the world, you know. But, hey, as a pastor, you have to trust God with that. 
no matter what you're preaching on, you have to trust God that people are going to continue to be faithful to do that. So those are 10 reasons why pastors today are not preaching on Bible prophecy. But guess what? There are many, many more reasons why they should. And the number one reason is it's in the Bible, right? So I hope that you're in a church that does as if, if not, you need to read men and pursue the truth about God's word. Hey, we'll talk to you next time. Thanks for listening to the Vintage Truth Podcast. Please subscribe and share with a friend. For more about Jeff's ministry, go to jeffkinley.com. Hey friends, it's Jeff Kinley. You know, for as little as $8 a month, you can support this podcast ministry. And that comes out to about a dollar a podcast. So if these podcasts are meaning something to you spiritually or being an encouragement to your life, would you consider praying for me and this ministry eight times a month? Just put it on your calendar. Hey, pray for the Vintage Truth Podcast. Right now, we're being heard in, in 21 different countries across the world. And it's so encouraging to see God reach people with his word. But it would be so helpful as well if you would consider financially supporting this ministry for as little as $8 a month. How do you do that? Just go to jeffkinley.com, jeffkinley.com. Type in the donate tab and you can make a monthly donation or you can set it up through PayPal to do an automatic withdrawal. Either way, thanks for being there. Thanks for praying and thanks for supporting this podcast ministry. God bless.